Behind the men and women who serve our country are fearless leaders who live in the shadows. They stay up late nights praying, worrying, and waiting for phone calls, filling out mountains of paperwork, and keeping research folders on experimental services. But more importantly, they patiently love our heroes back together again. Welcome to your community. No matter what stage you're at, we're here to provide expert resources, faithful support, and real-life insight into how you can move from managing to living your best life. Your hosts, Libby Bates, Shauna Morin, and Erin McCauley found one another in opposite sides of the country in different stages, but with a common struggle. Together with outside guests and experts, we'll open the resources and support you need. Let's get to the episode. Hey listeners, welcome back. We're excited to share a military spouse spotlight. As you know, behind the service is here to shed light on the stories and provide a space for our military spouses, caregivers, and their families. Today, we're joined by Michelle Helton, mother, active duty spouse, and small business owner. Welcome to Behind the Service, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Hey, listeners, we encourage you to join us online for more conversations, tips, resources, and fun. Behind the Service podcast is on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and anywhere else that you socialize. But find us online at BehindTheServicePodcast.com. For more behind the scenes, you can find all of our episodes and you can go shopping. It's a win-win. So I thought that we would start by telling the story of how I met Michelle, which includes one of my favorite plugs. I know you girls have talked to or heard me talk about it before. It was one of my favorite parts of being a military spouse, but it was with PWOC is where I met Michelle, which is Protestant Women of the Chapel. And Michelle, I could, goodness, I can't even remember what year it was, 2011 or 2012. Um, but I had just moved to Fort Leonard Wood and started going to PWOC there. And they asked for executive officers one day. They said, we're going to have, we need new executive officers. They term up every year. And they asked us to pray um, about what, you know, if that was something that we would be interested in doing. So the Holy Spirit moved me and also Michelle, and she was actually the uh, the president of PWOC, and I was the treasurer um, for a year. And we got to know each other on such a cool level because I don't think our husbands were in the same unit. Um, you know, and that's the beauty of PWOC is you get all of these different people from across the duty station um, that, that they're really their only common bond is that they're Protestant women, that they're believers. And so it's a fun thing to be a part of. Um, I certainly enjoyed it. And I actually was putting up my Christmas tree yesterday and saw, I don't know if you still have your ornament, Michelle, but I still have my PWC ornament. Um, and ladies that are active duty spouses, if you if you aren't a part of PWC, I would highly encourage it. Um, but Michelle's one of my dearest friends in that we got to be bonded by the Holy Spirit, which is awesome. Um, the best way to live life, in my opinion. And I certainly have been blessed to get to know her. I love that we get to meet new people on the podcast. But even more than that, I love being able to talk to friends. Okay, Michelle, can you share with our listeners your journey as a military spouse and how that's or, and what that's kind of looked like for you? 
Sure. So um, my husband and I got married. Uh, I was 23. And for me, it was the first time to move out of the house and welcome to marriage, welcome to the army. It was all these things at once. And so that was pretty overwhelming. Um, I was just reflecting yesterday. I can remember we our first duty station was Fort Riley, Kansas. And I can remember flinging myself over the guest bed in tears and just bawling because I'm like, I literally just, I left my family. I left my friends. I didn't know anyone. It was scary. Um, but I will say over time, that was before I had really gotten involved in anything. And, you know, you start going to the functions and the uh, senior spouses really encourage you get involved, come to this event. And as an introvert, that really terrified me. The thought of getting out, going to these things where I'm like, I don't know people. And they're like, well, that's the point. You got to meet people. And so it wasn't until I started going to events. And the first thing I noticed was how much it meant to my husband. And so I would go little by little. I show up things that he was involved in and he would turn around and see me and his face would light up. And I was like, wow. He said, oh, I'm so glad you came. And that meant a lot to me. And so I realized being there, my support, how that reflected on him and what it meant to him. Like I said, even if he couldn't voice it just to see him be happy that I was present, that made me want to go and be there more. And, and so that's when I really, I decided I wanted to get involved. And in doing that, what a lot of younger spouses don't realize, that's where you make friends and you meet other spouses that they're doing, they're in the same boat. They show up and they're like, I don't know. I was told to be here at this time. Um, you're all scared. You're new to it. And so that's when I really started making friendships. And I mean, I, I've got, I know, Aaron, you probably feel the same way. Just lifetime friends that are, these are your, like your soul sisters, you know, for life. You're bonded for life, no matter what, no matter your husband's retired, you're, you know, out of country. These are women that I can call on any hour of the day and they've got my back. Um, women that we've, we've gone through deployments together. We cry together, we pray together. And that was where I was, I just fell in love with the process. I fell in love with being a, an army wife. And I'm like, this, this is amazing. This is incredible. And so that led to me wanting to be more involved and volunteering, um, being asked to serve in leadership positions. And it really just, it kind of bloomed from there. And, and really the bonus, I think, is showing up and getting to see my husband in his element and doing what he loves. And that's where you form that, that team that people talk about. Well, what is that? Well, it's being present. It's being part of what he does. And so, you know, and when you have children, you, you bring them into that arena as well. And so it just it really strengthens you as a family. And so that's, we're going on 22 years of active duty service and just, we both love it. I love that. Our, uh, the first duty station I was at was Fort Riley, Kansas too. And it's quite an, um, 
you can get bored there easily, although there's still a lot to do. Um, but if you're, well, you're from Texas. So that had to be a little bit of a change just from being around so much to being around. It's like, you're literally just a dot. <laughs> it was, and it was welcome to cold weather. Cause I mean, I grew up in South Texas down by the Gulf of Mexico where it's hot, muggy, warm. I hadn't really even seen snow before. So that was, you know, welcome to snow. Well, Oh yeah. Welcome to driving in the ice, which was welcome to North wind. Yes. And tornado chasing and, yeah, uh, that's such an introduction to life in and of itself. Much less getting used to the military experience along with it, which is quite a different road. Um, so you've come a long way, really, and I know that you've uh, done a couple of different businesses that you've been a part of. But tell us about Helton Broadcasting and what you all do. So this is my um, a company is started by myself. So as of right now, it's me, myself, and I. Um, my degree is in radio and television. And actually, when Mike was a lieutenant in uh, at Fort Riley, I was I DJed at a rock station there. And so my joke was, I earned you all your cool points. That was just because of me. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I love it. So I, I DJed on the weekends. And so that was a lot of fun. And I just... I fell in love with it and I knew that's something I was going to do. And, you know, everybody, I always say everybody's recipe in the military is different. Whether you work or you stay at home, whether you're homeschool or you don't, it, it looks a little bit different for everyone. Um, we had our first child in 2001. And so I was, I decided that I was going to stay at home. We decided And, you know, it's radio is one of those jobs where you kind of have to work your way up. And so being that moving around and everything, it was a little bit harder to kind of plant myself into that career and get a good grip on working my way into that. So I've I've really, it's really kind of been a, a personal family decision that I would stay at home. And so working from home was something that really appealed to me. And with COVID hitting, really kind of reinforced that. And so I was like, I knew I wanted to do something with that. And I'm like, I had to think about what is it that I want to do. And one of the things that I really enjoy doing is voiceover work. And so Helton Broadcasting, we offer voiceover work for small businesses, mainly um, companies that Maybe they don't have a large marketing budget, but they want to get their voice out there. Maybe the owner says, well, I am not putting my voice on the internet or I'm not one for the camera. Um, So my encouragement would be make a video of your product or your service and let me do the audio. And so as I'm building that, what my goal was, was to let people hear my voice and get to know me. And I thought, what better way to do that than through a podcast And because we are in difficult times, I wanted to do something encouraging and motivating. And so my goal was I'm going to put out encouraging content, something people can listen to and be motivated and enlightened and just something other than news to turn to. Um, So that's, that's kind of what I wanted to do in the meantime. And I figure 
if it takes off, great. If it doesn't, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to hopefully encourage some people in the process. That is fantastic. And I am so proud of you for jumping out like that, especially during this pandemic. It's been so crazy for all of us this year. And getting your voice out there is a positive encouragement is beautiful. How do you balance active duty military life with running your own business? So for me, it's been, it's a hobby. It's something I knew early on that um, my husband being in the military requires a lot of time and it requires a lot of time away from the family, whether he's deployed or in the field. Sometimes it's, I have to go read this book. I have to study. I have to prepare for a presentation or a, an interview with a commander. So it's a lot of him being occupied. And so I realized that early on in our marriage that I need to have something tangible for me to do. And um, especially now that our children are older, for me, it's I use that time. And what I'm doing is something that I love. And so it feels to me more of a hobby and something that I can do with that time and I'm being productive and I'm, I'm using the time wisely is what it feels like to me rather than to not. I love that you took that um, and you're kind of making it your own and doing a broadcasting company on your own. I think that's really cool. Um, and your voice is great. I think you would do great with voiceovers. I listened to some of your podcasts earlier today, and um, you do have a great voice. Um, did you do like TV or um, news prior to that? Like you said you were in, um, t- did you do any of that prior to that or anything? No. In college, I had interned at two uh, radio stations. Um, one of them was a morning show, and um, just the backstory on that. Uh, one of our local stations had said, if you're the 35th caller, you can win uh, a spot to be a guest DJ on our morning show. And I was like, oh, I'm doing that. And so, you know, the old school days of dialing into your radio station and hitting redial a million times. All the time. You could win something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. CD or Uh whatever. Right. Well, I won and I, I screamed so loud under the phone and the DJ said, I think you blew my eardrum, (laughs) but I won a spot on the morning show, which we were at the time, maybe 20 minutes from downtown Houston. And so that meant getting in my car at at least by 4.15 AM and driving into downtown Houston to be on their morning show. Well, I fell in love with that show and they had asked me to come back they were like well you know they found out my my what i'm studying was radio and television and they encouraged me to come back anytime and so that's kind of how that developed into an internship and so i would drive across town my mother thought i was crazy but <laughs> i would drive across town at 4:30 in the morning just to be on their morning show and work for free. <laughs> she said, not too many people would do that. But when you fall in love with something and you know that that's what you love to do, it just, it made it easy for me. 
I love that. So um, you talked about this being a hobby and one of my hobbies is reading. I love to read. Um, I don't get to do it very often anymore, but I still enjoy it. Do you have a favorite book? We always ask our guests if there's a favorite book recommendation um, that you would recommend to our listeners. Well, without a doubt, the Bible is my number one go-to. And just rereading that every year through different segments and um, but I would say another book that's really impacted me would be the five love languages and I know there's different there's different ones I believe there's one for the the teenager um, but I will say for our marriage that made a, a big impact um, learning how to love your spouse um, I highly recommend that book and it's one that you can pick up and reread and relearn things that maybe you missed but that was very eye-opening for us and really strengthened our marriage, I believe. I love that book. Um, I just took the quiz the other day because <laughs> I, had, I had never done it like myself, just kind of picked up the book. There's one for militaries, uh, for veterans or for, for active duty, and I guess it's just a military version. And it's, uh, I just read little bits and pieces of it. But that's a powerful book for couples to read. And they have the quizzes now for kids, too, I saw online. Um, It really is helpful, especially like we have a teenager and he and I tested very similar on um, certain things, but very opposite on other things. And it really does help you to learn how to interact with them and to respect um, the way that they receive and perceive love. And that it's just it's a huge blessing. I had no idea that there were so many differences, and that's what that really points out to me. I love that. Um, so I recently listened to, which I told you I listened to the podcast on waiting, which I love, by the way. How have you found that to be relevant in your life? Well, I'd say for the past 21 years, military life. If you don't know how to wait, it's going to teach you how. (laughs) And whether it's waiting for your next duty station, that's probably the biggest one for me is I'm a planner. And so not having that answer quickly has been very challenging. And so where are you going next? What are you doing? Well, where will you live? Well, when does that list come out? Because inevitably, it's not when they say it's going to be. Well, that should be the first week of February and it could be four weeks later. Well, when is that list coming out? Well, I don't know. And so it's kind of like being given a horse pill that says, I don't know and take it with no water. I don't know. Um, That's very challenging. It's really hard to wait for that answer and to know what's going to happen. It definitely teaches you to just sit still and and listen and just be patient. Um, I'd also say any type of, if you've gone through any medical issue um, and waiting for test results, that's another thing that's been, I find that very challenging, <laughs> um, waiting to find out what is the test result or waiting for a certain therapy. Um, our son, our youngest son has autism and being on wait lists to receive therapy can be very challenging. And 
it's just, I, I think learning how to distract yourself in that waiting time, that's key. Yeah, we as military spouses tend to have to wait all the time for a lot of different things, right? Deployments, waiting for them to come home, like you said, waiting for doctor's appointments, waiting for test results, uh, different things like that. If you could give our listeners some words of advice, what would it be? I think especially in these days, my biggest one right now is just to learn how to be positive, learn how to choose to live your life in a positive way. Things are hard And I can remember in my husband's second deployment, my son and I were leaving the house to go somewhere and he was sitting in the backseat and immediately started kind of being negative, complaining about something. And I, I stopped the truck pretty abruptly and I put it in park in the middle of the street and I had a talk with him through the rear view mirror. And I said, I said, we're not doing this. We're not, I said, I don't like my husband. We got, I don't like dad being gone any more than you do, but every morning I have to make a choice. How are you going to live this day? Is it going to be positive? Is it going to be negative? How are you going to respond to it? If you go right out the gate with that negative attitude, it's going to flood your whole day. And so it really is a choice on how you set the day up. And I can remember his eyes, his little eyes looking at me just in shock, but I was talking to myself as much as I was talking to him. and. You know, I find that true in a lot of my podcasts too, that I'm talking to myself as much as I am to anyone who'll listen, that it really does make your life a lot simpler and a lot more enjoyable if you can approach it with choosing to be positive and seeing the the blessings that you have in your life. And just to piggyback off of your earlier comment about having to wait and having the patience to wait, it's very interesting because our veterans are taught in basic training how to hurry up and wait. Like literally, they're hurry up, but then you have to wait and they don't know how long. So they're prepared for it, but it's so hard for us as a spouse on the other end to understand and grasp it. And so I just want to touch back with what you said and circle back to that because it's so important to know it's not just them who's hurry up and waiting, it's the whole entire family. So I just wanted to thank you for that. If you're calm and you're waiting and you're ready for it to change when it does, it could go. I think a lot of that transfers into life too. Totally agree on that. So I have a described your ideal client for the work that you do for voiceovers and things like that. What what would be your ideal client? Like what would you want to, what's a company that you have wanted to work for or do a voiceover for that you would like to reach out to? Well, I've done work for a realtor. And so really anybody that has their a business, whether it's a product or a service, and they want to get their word out, um, maybe they're, like I said, budget-wise, they're not able to use a big advertising firm, but they're looking to branch out, get the word out about their business, especially in these times where especially small, small businesses are struggling to, to stay afloat. Um, those are the people I would love to help. And to me, I enjoy doing it. So it's, it's a blessing to me. And if I can help someone else out, that's, that's really my intent. So we want to know how our listeners can find you. But I also wanted to ask you, are you still doing your pins? The one that I ordered, the Army one, do you still do those? I do. And so that's another thing that really started as a hobby and something I did for a gift. I had made a few for 
for my friends is just as a gift. The service members get to wear these dressy uniforms with all their ribbons and medals and shows their accomplishments. And I thought, well, as a spouse, I sure would love to have something flashy and sparkly to wear. And so I'll take a unit pin or maybe it's the army pin and, and just add, you know, something vintage a brooch to it and bedazzle it basically. And so I do, I actually started an Etsy shop. Um, when my, I gave one to a friend and she said, you need to like do this. I mean, really do it. And I said, what do you mean? She said, like, sell these, have a shop. And so I really kind of went with that recommendation from a couple of my friends who encouraged me that I need to go you know, further with that. So the Etsy shop is called Shells Bling Things and lots of sparkly brooches. And I, I offer custom, custom work. I can do you know, large or small, whatever it is. And I, I just, uh, I love doing that. So it's another thing that's it's a hobby. It's therapeutic for me, something I can do to pass the time. I love it too. I love jewelry. The other website for my broadcasting is heltonbroadcasting.com. Yeah, Erin had that pin on, I don't know, maybe a week or two ago. And I'm like, oh, that's such a cute pin. Where did you get that at? And she's like, a friend of mine makes them. And I'm, you're the friend. That's so cool. That's it definitely caught my eye. So great. Uh, that's a great business idea for Thank sure. You. It's so interesting. All of the, the, the wives, the military spouses that we meet are so entrepreneurial. Is that? Yeah. I have such a hard time saying that word, but yeah, there, I mean, we just have such an entrepreneurial spirit, spirit about us. And I love that. It's interesting. Well, one thing I found, and I know that there have been um, some laws and acts passed to protect the military spouses in their employment recently, which I'm very grateful for. Um, but I know early, especially early in his career, I found it hard to, to find employment and one that, would give you a chance, even though they knew you're moving. And there are certain companies that would not be willing to hire you because of that. And I'm glad that there are companies willing to work now that work with these uh, military one source type um, companies to help employ you and, and make sure you have employment. And when you move to help you, you know, carry on that career, which I think is, is huge, especially if you, you know, you've spent the time to go through and get your degree in something and you want to carry that out. I'm really grateful that there's been a lot of developments in that, but I think initially that's why a lot of military spouses have looked toward what can I do, you know, a small business owner type thing. Yeah. I think Aaron's had like a gazillion different, like random. Yeah. Random jobs. I mean, anything from making hair bows, Germany was the most interesting because you really, they put restrictions on like, you can't, like, you can't be a pampered chef consultant because you can't have, like, you can't make money using the APO, FPO system, but it's the only way to get your stuff over there. Like, I mean, there's a lot of, um, people don't think about just normal, basic laws that prevent military spouses from doing a lot. And Europe was by far the hardest. Probably Fort Leonard Wood was next because it's so condensed. There's such a small community that really supports that pretty big base, you know, that's pretty, pretty big area. And there just didn't seem to be 
much there, but there's always something. All right, friends, this week I have two really cool and amazing options for you to go out. It's not only going to help better yourself, but it's going to help better your relationships. And I'm not just talking about all relationships. This particularly, I'm talking about your kids and your spouse. So I would love for you to go check out The Love Every Day. It is 21 fun daily questions that are sent to both you and your spouse. And you don't get to see the other person's answer until you have both answered. It's fun. You get to relearn fun things about them. You get to learn their favorite parts about your relationship. You get to go back and dig back on what was your favorite parts of the past, but how it's brought you to the future. Absolutely recommend it. Go to love.resiliencebooth.com and sign yourself up because it's awesome. Second, I would absolutely love for you to go check out the five love languages. We have spoken about it before. We spoke about it during this episode, and that's because they are transformational. It will help you understand everyone, your friends, your family, your children, and it will help you be able to maneuver through those difficult times or the good times way more easily. There is a really great app. If you go to fivelovelanguages.com slash love nudge n-u-d-g-e it is an app and you can use it to alone you can use it together and it also helps fill your love tank so friends that's my options for this week and i hope you have a wonderful time practicing them we're going to read our scripture right now and that comes out of isaiah this week chapter 40 verses 29 through 31 he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. This is such a powerful verse. It's such a powerful book, uh, Isaiah, to begin with. I have found it true, ladies, in my life. Um, I know that... I oftentimes will become weak and tired. That's not uncommon. I would venture to say that that happens every day for most of us, at least for me. It is true that whenever I trust in the Lord, well, really, that's the only way that I find new strength. I don't have the ability, people will say, just look deep within without accessing the Holy Spirit and relying on Christ and the Holy Spirit in me. I don't have the ability to find new strength. I can take from others. But that's not that's not what we're called to do. Um, and we'll be we will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and and f- will walk and not faint. Doesn't mean that every day is going to be easy, and that every day is going to be perfect, and that we're not going to face struggles. But I certainly have found this to be true in my life and everybody I have talked to as well. When you trust in the Lord that is where you find new strength because that's where it's at. Thanks for listening to Behind the Service Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, will you leave us a review? It helps more people like you find this podcast. Remember, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. We'll talk to you next week. Bye!